You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. Folks, welcome back to another good episode of History We Forgot with your hosts Morrison and Christy Phillips. Welcome back, everyone. Today, because uh, Christy has started back working uh, high school English and history. Sorry, I'm used <laughs> to you teaching asshole kids English and history. Um, but no, you're back to school now, uh, teaching history uh, for a brand new group of students. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll be talking about that and uh, the first part of American history that we all learned in school. Yes. So what's it? How's, how's it going? Going back to school that first week? It was really good. I got to meet a lot of new faces, see some familiar ones. When we had open house, uh, a lot of my former students came to find me, which was really cool. Uh, it was really neat to see those familiar faces with their families come to see me. So that was really cool. Um, the kids don't realize that us teachers get nervous for that too. Yeah, which is interesting to them because the kids that come to see me that were former students came by and they're like miss phillips miss phillips it's so good to see you this is my mom or this is my grandpa and stuff like that so then i get to meet them and then i get i get to see them again and then i get to see family and then family says things that you don't hear from the kids like they were so they were they enjoyed your class so much and they learned so much and they had such a good time and then that makes you feel better for the new kids that come in that are terrified because they don't know you and they don't know what to expect and all that so that was really neat we uh we ran in pretty good luck uh we had the same history teacher world history all the way up to senior year so yeah mr jordan was fantastic uh mm-hmm. he left right after we graduated and became a uh, i think a principal over at south mm-hmm. uh for a little while and then something else um but yeah he was one of those history teachers who was very involved really wanted to show you every little thing mm-hmm. had a lot of history memorabilia would show up with like uh, uh shell art from war one and like uh the defunctioning minds from back in the day you know and stuff like that and uh he was real fun about teaching it and how how to kind of layer it just enough to where we like our i don't know if you i don't know how your test was when you graduated u.s history but ours was very methodical mm-hmm. on just knowing dates and people who wrote certain books and mm-hmm. shit and a lot of it was just memorization mm-hmm. stuff and he really knocked that out very quickly uh but he made it excited enough to learn about like we had to learn about um harry beecher stowe mm-hmm. um, a couple of the art uh, authors and stuff like that who wrote what um but in the timeline of history we never got to a lot of those mm-hmm and why they were written uh, and it, i'm trying to remember some of the books it, it was it was weird mm-hmm. um a lot of them were a lot of female authors but a lot of it was the early revolutionary stuff like thomas Paine, thomas jefferson guys who were yeah. rich as fuck yeah <laughs> um but yeah so going into that uh how how big is your class actually I have at this moment I have seventy nine students. Okay, and what together. is that per class size? Um, I have thirty three, twenty eight, thirty is the other one. Now is that like a manageable size class? I'm not a teacher, so I don't fucking know. I I came from a school where my biggest class was eight. Yeah. So this is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Do you find it that uh, going in that first week, getting them kind of focused on history at all? I know that a lot of people consider that the most boring subject in school. The first week, I don't really teach much content. Uh, The first three to four days is I get to know them. And we do a lot of what I call or what the school calls icebreaker activities where we learn a lot about each other. And I do a lot of. Here are the school rules, here are the classroom rules, procedures, how we do this, how we do that. If we have a fire drill, here's what we do. If we have a tornado drill, here's what we do. And then um, how the classroom works, like every day, we do a thing called good things, where uh, every day when you come in, we say something good that's happened to you today. 
And if you can't think of anything, which is the kids think it's hilarious, if you can't come up with anything, I'll tell them you woke up this morning because some people didn't. And you would be surprised how many kids when you go around in the morning, because I, I tell the kids, I'm like, this is where you're going to learn the most about your classmates. I said, because if you're one of these people where you do not get up and socialize or the idea of socializing with another group of people terrifies you, this is where you're going to learn about your classmates. Because this is where you learn who's passed the driver's ed test, whose birthday it is, whose cousins are having a baby, or whose family's getting, people in their families getting married, who got a car, who wrecked a car, you know, who's, who won the game last night, who lost the game last night, stuff like that. So this is where you learn all those things without actually having to talk and interact with your, with your classmates if that scares you. I said, and this is where I learned the most about you. Because while I'm taking attendance, you guys are saying all these things and I'm listening to you. And other classes do it differently. Uh, other people do it where uh, they pass ball back and forth and you have to answer. Or you just do it one person at a time. You just go to the next person down the row or whatever. And I have a rubber chicken in my classroom. And whoever has the chicken, it's their turn to talk. <laughs> oh, you don't have like a conch shell? No, I'm not doing that. Oh, I would. <laughs> uh, of course you would. He who has the shell can speak. Yeah. He who has, they who have the chicken can speak. <laughs> so, uh, someone at my work uh, recently told me uh, I should have a cult. Uh, <laughs> I thought you already did. No. Uh, but I said, yeah, I'll just have them up. I'll just pass around a, a conch shell. And she's like, well, you killed the fat one. And she, I'm like, <laughs> fuck yes, you got it. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yes. yes. Someone knows what the fuck I'm talking about. But she, her only reference wasn't a book. It was the fucking movie. Uh, close and like, enough. All I'm thinking of is like, please don't bring up Yellow Jackets, which is like the female version of mm -hmm. fucking Lord of the Flies. If anybody's ever watched that, it's hilarious. It's a soccer team. or uh, Yeah, it's a soccer team or some shit in the middle of the winter. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I was like, somebody fucking do what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Mm -hmm. I remember the, we had like a one day icebreaker thing, and but because we had the same teacher and we all were seniors. Mm -hmm. By that time, we all knew each other from like kindergarten or sixth grade. Yeah. So it wasn't really much of an icebreaker by then. It's just like, hey, that person's still alive. And, hey, that one got busted for drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of the times the kids know each other, and sometimes they have never met each other. So the wait, icebreakers wait, is your are... class Is your class like multi-classmen, like freshmen? Really? They've, they've dumped it and they dropped it down to that? Mine is a mixture of all class levels. All three blocks are mixtures. Wow, we had to do it in uh, tiers. They do world history, then civics, and then U.S. history. You couldn't do U.S. history before you took Well, sometimes they can. It's one of those things where you have to have the class before you graduate, but they don't determine in what order. Oh, wow, that's nice. You used to have tier lists, man. Tier lists sucked. You couldn't take chemistry unless you took physical science, but you can only take physical science if you took earth science. Then you had to take biology eventually. Yeah. And you had to take the photo. God damn, it's fucking exhausting. <laughs> well, this is one of those things where you have to take civics, you have to take American history, and you have to take world history, but they don't care what order you take it in. Because you have to take all three. And then most of the time I have very few freshmen, mm -hmm. but sometimes I have very few seniors as far as I later in the day classes. I have one honors class, and then I have two standard level classes. Now, when you were uh, when you were in high school, uh, did you have to do a tier list kind of thing, or was you able to choose U.S. history first? I had a tier list. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, Iowa State schools is uh, very problematic. They're they're creatures of habit. Yeah, yeah, they can be problematic. Um, you said it, not me. Yeah, he said it, not me. Yes, <laughs> yes the glory that is Iredale County. Uh, because I remember I had to take a uh, an extra English class to graduate. Yeah, I remember you saying that. I had to take uh, so we in our schools is English one through four. Yep. But I took a preliminary one called grammar and composition. Mm -hmm. I have no idea why they just said I had to take it. I guess my middle school grades for English were bad. I don't fucking remember. All I remember was coming to the class, doing the work, and just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, we didn't do much. We just read books, mm -hmm. and uh, that's where I learned about Pol Pot. Mm-hmm. Of all places, <laughs> <laughs> fucking grammar and composition class. Yeah, but uh, but in U.S. history, U.S. history was my, one of my favorite. I don't know about you, but that was one of my favorite classes growing up. 
as awful as this is going to sound, especially since I teach it, I liked world history better. Yeah, world history was a little fun, a little bit more, uh, I'm going to use this word magical because of just like how much batshit, insane shit was going on uh, when we started because we started from the Egyptians on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the time we got to like the Mesoamerica and stuff mm-hmm. like that, we were just exhausted. <laughs> yeah. I always liked world history better because there was so much. I always like to learn about other cultures and the stuff they learned about and stuff they taught about their other beliefs and those yeah. kind of things. And I mean, this is just going to be kids. I don't care what age you are and I don't care what class you teach, what kind of history you teach. War is interesting to kids. I don't care what the kids say. It's fun. They're interested in war. War is always interesting to them, no matter where it is. That's one of the only things about... That's one of the reasons why I'm glad that we start U.S. history with the American Revolution. Yeah, it's... it's, Because that's one of the best things. They're like, we're so interested in this. I'm like, of course you are. But it's such a fun, like, it's a fun... You know, even when you're little kids, it's it's a fun thing to learn about. Like, because when you're little kids, it's good guys versus bad guys. Yeah. And, like, that's what war is. Mm -hmm. And the good guy's the winner. Until you, <laughs> you know get older and you realize there's really no. there's a lot of gray area. Yeah, filled with blood and bone. <laughs> yeah, gray area is like pretty much all. And there I'm pretty is. sure all of Europe is haunted. <laughs> if it's not, it ought to be. Yeah, it ought to be like like Boston <laughs> <laughs> or all of Pennsylvania. <laughs> but yeah, so you're, you're you're teaching the American Revolution starting off. Yep. So we I started ask, there. So are you doing any preliminary stuff before that, like, or is it just? They shot a bunch of people in Boston, and we got tired of their bullshit. <laughs> so we dumped their tea in the goddamn harbor. Sam Adams poured another fucking shot, and John Adams is like, "Let's kill them all, goddamn it!" <laughs> and Washington's like, "Y'all need to chill out, but let me put my teeth in real quick, because <laughs> I ain't fucking fight without my lead teeth." I'm saying, <laughs> just saying, uh, six foot two, killer. <laughs> That's another thing. It's, he's freakishly tall yeah, for the for, for people back then. Yeah, he was. He's my height. <laughs> it's hard to imagine. <laughs> But someone like me, just my height, just bearing down on some British guy. I mean, get the fuck out of my goddamn bar. Know that every time you see George, every time you see George Washington in pictures, I just can't imagine him being as tall as you. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, just a white hair. Because he just looks like he'd be short. They all look like they need to be short. Maybe it's because every picture we have of him, you can only there's only like one picture of him from the waist down. Yeah, there's only like a handful of uh, portraits with him with a horse. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, he's about as big as that goddamn horse. <laughs> he's a yeah, big old boy, for real. I think, but that was a, that was a, that's like historically, that's a good thing. Like you want you want a, a a larger than life average guy to be in charge because he can crush someone's skull with his hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the way we start it is, the class actually starts at the end of the French and Indian War. Who the wilderness campaigns? Yes. See that? See that's how we learned it. We didn't say it French and Indian War. It was called the he said wilderness campaign. And I first heard that, I'm just like, are we going to be learning about the War of Northern Aggression, too? Like, like, are, they, are we going to get the weird backward names on, like, wars and shit? Because the Wilderness Campaign sounds horrific. It really does. French and Indians just, like, kind of vague. Yeah. The French are involved. And some Indians, natives. Yeah. But it just sounds vague. Yeah, it does. But when I say Wilderness Campaign, it's just like... Paiutes, Cherokee, and bears and tigers and shit. Like, oh my! Oh my! You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it, it just sounds like this is going to be so fucking rough. Yeah. You just, you just imagine Leonardo DiCaprio fighting a bear. <laughs> oh, getting his shit rocks and just like where's my side? <laughs> yes. But no, we start at the end of the French and Indian War, mm-hmm. and that's where the class technically starts. Okay. And then we lead into. The American Revolution with all of the, like, the Sugar Act, the Stamp Act, the Intolerable Acts, and all that kind of stuff. You like good shit? We want money. Yeah. Period. Oh, you like paper? You like to use paper for things? <laughs> Tax on paper. Pay us. Fuck you, pay me. It's like yeah. that meme of the... The dog. Of the, oh, it's like the, it's the meme of the guy pointing at his palm. Uh-huh. It's just like... Just, just that picture of that. Yeah. Just like, fuck you, pay me. Every time I see that, I think about the golden retriever with the glasses that's holding the little sign that says that. Yeah, fuck you, pay me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's pretty much it. And the kids, it was, I explained the uh, intolerable acts really well to the kids, which was fun. 
because the kids didn't get it. Mm. And when I talked about uh, the quartering act, that really messed them up too. Yeah, well, some some of that stuff is a lot of terminology. Yeah, and a lot of it doesn't transfer well now to our terminology. Getting to explain it to nowadays was fun. Yeah, when I put the intolerable acts into uh, into nowadays speak was fun. The best one where I had jaws hanging open was uh, salutary neglect because that was a vo- we had a vocabulary test the first the for the first year. God, I hated that part in history. I only did one vocabulary test, but because that was there was a lot of weird terminology for the first unit, and the kids were like, "We can't even pronounce it." Salutary neglect, and they were like, "This doesn't make any sense." We're reading it on the notes. This doesn't make any sense. I'm like, "All right, here you go. Figure this out. Imagine, picture if you will, you are your age now. You're under eighteen. Your parents birthed you." And they set you up where you could feed yourself, clothe yourself, and all that kind of thing. Take care of yourself and your own physical needs. Mm. And then they left you. You can drive a car. You can go get whatever you need and all that kind of thing. Your allowance is unlimited. Your access to money is unlimited. You have an unlimited amount of friends. You can go anywhere you want to. You can do anything you want. You have no curfew. You have free access to any space in the house, the kitchen, living room, anything like that. You can wear whatever you want, listen to whatever music you want. And then all of a sudden, your parents show up one day on a random Tuesday and they say, hey, we have decided that you're going to dress like this. Your curfew is nine o'clock at night. You get a $20 a week allowance. You're not allowed to drive the car anymore. And we're taking the door off your bedroom. Yeah. I said, you'd be mad, right? Like, kill kill a bunch of people mad? (laughs) Right? And the kids go, that's insane. You can't do that. I'm like, well, that's what England did. And that's why you and Brent Franklin are so much alike. (laughs) Except sans the whores. (laughs) Yeah. It was kind of hard to... But you don't put... Some prim and proper asshole on the hundred. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got you put the guy who invented the fire department at the post office <laughs> on the hundred with that yeah. weird expression on his face. Like I know what you're using this for. Mm, I know exactly. Nothing good. Nothing good. <laughs> nothing good. That, that uh, that grimace. Look. <laughs> <laughs> it should be like Ben Franklin with thumbs up. Yeah, this is for whores and coke. <laughs> like. You know exactly what the $100 bill is designed for. It's not for paying fucking bills, you fucking loser. That's what it should say. Not for bills, you fucking loser. <laughs> On the back of the 100 That's what it should be. It is now. Yeah. Fucking loser, loser, loser. But yeah. I actually did also tell the kids that Ben Franklin was very popular in France. There was a whorehouse for him. Just for him. Yeah. Called the Seven Sisters. I didn't say that part. Yeah, I would have. There were seven of them. One died, but they kept the name. <laughs> it's like, like literally, that's it's called the Seven Sisters or House. Like, it was huge for fucking Ben Franklin. But Ben Franklin is a unique guy. He's America's own. Well, the way I explained it, and I'm I, I'm amazed I didn't get a letter from parents or I a said, text. <laughs> I said, basically, Ben Franklin had blank in different area codes. Yeah, hose in different area codes, and all the kids go, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> like, yep. Well, back, you got to think about it. back then is a little bit different. You know, Ben Franklin is a scholar. Like Ben yeah. Franklin, his job is to just think about shit. <laughs> like he doesn't just sit back and ponder. Well, like he really, like really though, he really doesn't have a a position. Yeah, he doesn't have a nine to five. You know, he had a degree in law. Mm-hmm. He had a degree in some sort of science, but like. You have the child version of this is like, no, he had a key on a kite and he figured out electricity. Not exactly. He's hit his kid out there and tied him to a goddamn rope and almost killed his kid, who, by the way, ended up fighting for the British for a little while. People don't know about that. Yeah. But like, that's the mythos of that. Not the fact that he's like, we need a goddamn post office in this motherfucker. Or maybe we should have a fire department who puts out fires instead of this some dude with a bucket you know <laughs> like he came up with that kind of shit yeah uh, and he came up with some other horrific things 
I'm not going to say. They were weird. He came up with some weird weapons. He did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a weird corkscrew bayonet, which you would have to like spin your gun into a dude. Like yeah. it's, it's 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 complicated. It's very complicated. But then you know you have the opposite. You have someone like Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. Who had hose on the house? Like, yeah. But you know, he. He was a thinker, you know. He was mm-hmm. a lawyer by every means, but he was the same way, you know. Uh, and they put him on the two. <laughs> the two dollar. I would rip out. I would whip out a two dollar bill at your class and be like, "Does anybody <laughs> know what this is?" And let him pass it around and be like, "This is fake. This is bullshit." And just see what happens. <laughs> Go to the bank, get you a handful of twos because you can, <laughs> and just been like, "What are these?" <laughs> but he also wrote the Declaration of Independence. Yep, because he was the youngest guy in the room. <laughs> That's exactly why he wrote it. Makes sense. Because he's the only one that had penmanship left and not his crooked fucking fingers. <laughs> well, uh, we talked about we talked about all the acts and everything that leads up to the American Revolution. Taxation without representation. All that stuff. Fun. Then we get to the actual fighting part of it, which always gets the kids interested. So where do you start when it comes to the fighting? Lexington and Concord. Really? Our uh, we started at the uh, Boston Massacre. Well, I mean, we go all through the yeah, whole yeah. thing. We but, started Boston Massacre uh, and everything. <laughs> Lexington and Concord is the first like actual project thing they get to do. Which yeah, is the, that's actually a Patriots Day. Uh, you ever heard of Patriots Day before nine ele- before nine eleven? But I have. Yeah. Uh, do you know what date it is? Mm-mm. April twentieth. The most highly secure, uh, highly. Uh, dubious day in american history <laughs> either it's waco or it's oklahoma city or it's hitler's birthday yeah whatever columbine whatever like it's that day also mom and dad's anniversary happy anniversary mr and mrs phillips <laughs> it's right around the corner and we're at code level orange on homeland security <laughs> yep God, I miss that. I miss those. You miss those? The, the levels? Mm-hmm. The security levels? Yeah, back we when have, they told us. We had evidence of something bad that was going to happen, but we're not sure. So it's a yellow. Mm-hmm. And we're, like, we're 90% sure it's bad. It's an orange. Mm-hmm. We have no tangible evidence. It's fucking red. It's always fucking red. <laughs> Terrorists are call, coming down from the mountain. <laughs> yep. Oh, God, what a time to be alive. These kids don't know half, half the shit. <laughs> I'm starting to sound like I'm going to be that old guy. Back in my day, we had the Bush shears, motherfucker. We all thought we were going to get drafted <laughs> and mm-hmm. fought a holy war. <laughs> uh, yeah, we talk about the Boston Massacre. Uh, Crispin Addicts. Yeah, I talk about him. Yeah. I talk about him quite a bit. I put him on the test. And one of the things the kids hate about it is I misspell his name as uh-huh. all three wrong answers. Uh-huh. And then I spell his name correctly as the right answer. Oh, which... You're just being an ass now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, would, I would have put in there uh, uh, like Geraldo Rivera or something like that, just a camp common name, and just put that in there. Mm-hmm. Did this guy die? Did this guy die? Oh, those are going to come later. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So like going into the American Revolution, uh, before that even happened, like after the Boston Massacre, mm-hmm. John Adams, the second president of the United States, yeah, and first vice president, has to defend those guys, mm-hmm. those soldiers, from murdering those people in Boston. Yeah. Whether or not it's justified is not up for me to decide. But they almost got lynched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a bunch of British soldiers had opened fire into a group of uh, a mob, mm-hmm. for no intensive purposes, uh, murdered a handful of people, shot them but more. Uh, and they got ransacked yes. <laughs> later on um, by Boston. Because mm-hmm. Boston's known for such nice people. Like Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But with that being said, like going to Lexington and Concord, no mm-hmm. one really knows who shot first on that day. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a funny little thing. I bet it was a time traveling asshole who just like lit a firecracker and said, "Let it ride." Probably. <laughs> oh yeah, or aliens. <laughs> the project that the kids get to do on that one's always interesting. I do a timeline activity for that. They get to do it on. Uh, they get to make a poster. They get mm-hmm. together in groups and they make a poster of all the activities that go on. They talk about uh, when whichever shot is fired from whichever side, and then it goes through all the different uh, battles, and they do it as a timeline event. Okay. And what always gets me, every semester I have a kid 
that has to defy this rule somehow. In school, thanks to the world as it is, you're not allowed to draw pictures of guns. Because I'm going to put these posters in the hallway. Gun is a is a vague term. Uh, you can't have muskets. You can draw them. However, they cannot be pointed at anyone. They cannot be firing. And they cannot draw a gun of any kind firing at anyone and anyone being dead. Hmm. You got that, right? I'm, I'm seething right now. I know, I know. Uh, a little bit in my head because the first thing I'm going to draw is George Washington bayoneting a soldier while he's screaming for help. That's the first thing I'm going to draw because that's the most American fucking shit in the world while bald eagles carrying the flag in the sky and Ben Franklin's cars are missing electricity and shock, Sith shocking motherfuckers <laughs> to death. But like, that's just me. But you're telling me I can't draw fucking jimmy from boston you know opening fire on some british motherfuckers now here's how my kids got around it this is how smart the children got flashlights from et (laughs) worse i had kids come up to me so and i mean these children came up to me like every every b movie every after school special that you've ever seen where drug kids come up to each other that are drug dealing where they do that thing where they've got their hoods up and they've got their shifty eyed back and forth. This is how these conversations went. Hey man, I got this. Yeah. So, Miss Phillips, I got to ask you. And I'm mean, like, so, Miss Phillips, I got to ask you. So, I know I can't technically draw a gun. And I promise I won't firing at anybody. And there's not going to be any blood, I promise. But so, what if and it's a big if. If you say no, it's okay. Can I draw somebody holding one? Not to anybody, just holding one. Like holding it to the side with it pointed up at the up at the sky. Yeah. Is that okay? Yes. Student A, you may do that. Okay, cool. Thanks. And they scurry away. Ten minutes later. So, Miss Phillips. I know I can't draw a gun, and I promise I'm not going to. By this time, I'm not drinking enough coffee. There's not enough Kahlua in the world to put in my coffee, and I'm like, oh, my God. By the time this is over with, I've got a hallway full of posters, and I'm walking down this hallway, and I stop in the middle of the hallway, and I go, Student B, who shall not be named, bring me your group. Naturally, it's a group full of boys. They come over and they're laughing because they know. I said, what is this? It's a cannon. Yes, it's a cannon. What is that? That's a cannonball. Yes. What is this? It's a red coat. I can see that. What is it around this red coat? Pool of blood. Technically, yeah, that's this next word that came out of student B's mouth. Technically, we didn't do anything wrong. You said we can't draw a gun. You didn't say we couldn't draw a cannon. Cannon is a gun. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh. But uh, <laughs> no, I can understand that. That would be one of those things I would let my job ride on a little bit, just a little bit. I, I'd probably get wrote up, but like. Get my ass chewed out. That's probably the worst thing. But, like, I remember there being, like, horrific goddamn artwork in the U.S. history book. Like, I remember the famous one is, is the three guys. One's got his musket to his right shoulder. The guy in the middle's hitting the drum, and he looks fucked up. Like, he's fucked up. And the other one's got his rifle on his left arm, and it's got a bayonet, and there's blood on it. And I'm just like, yeah, that was the portrait of the American Revolution. Yeah. And I was like, that was pretty fucking metal. <laughs> Yeah. My best group picture, as far as, now I'm not singling out, but as far as the ones who did something else besides draw guns and didn't draw cannons instead. And I have a student who's very artistic in this particular block. This student literally wrote a note on there that said, because the school system says we can't draw guns, 
we did this instead. And this student literally took the pages from the book that I had copied and drew chicken legs in place of every gun they saw, including on in holsters and on hips and everything like that. And what messed me up is every piece of uniform, every mm. hat, every belt was to spec. It was perfect. But with chicken legs. But every weapon that wasn't like a knife yeah. or a sword was a chicken leg. <laughs> fucking hilarious i'm like this is amazing what, uh, what is that called uh malicious compliance you ever yeah. heard that malicious mm-hmm. compliance that's what that is i'm like come here and that student walked over smiled and said my trouble no you're a genius <laughs> you're a genius is what you are principal came by and i said uh just just so you know and i showed his like that's incredibly smart i said yes i thought so too <laughs> it just seems like that's a, a very vague kind of thing if you're teaching history about the war of the country to be absent of guns it's the idea of promoting gun violence you cannot promote gun violence oh, okay not killing people who are oppressing you or anything like that i'm just telling you yeah what I I know. I told. I know. i'm not your student miss phillips <laughs> Miss Phillips. Thank God. Miss Phillips, I have a question. Uh, no. Can I, can I drive? Can I draw a, f- a picture of cavalry slaughtering redcoats with knives and pitchforks? No. What about what? Like what about what? Just one. Just one redcoat POW being crucified on an oak tree. No, Chris, because that's going to have a lot of blood in it. The tree of liberty. <laughs> It'll just be dire tribe. It's like a whole fucking. <laughs> And like the tree of liberty needs the blood of tyrants and patriots. And I tend to go to conspiracy. That's why they're aliens. <laughs> I Me- a, meanwhile, I, I am slowly sipping my coffee going and I aming the counselors going, can you come get him? I know what you're doing. <laughs> it's on my phone. I'm getting text messages from some counselor. I don't need help. I know the truth. God damn it. <laughs> I read it on Reddit. <laughs> I don't doubt it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I remember, like, does, does the textbook... Oh, you don't have textbooks, do you? God damn it. <laughs> Motherfucker. I forget about that shit. Nope. God damn, y'all live in the future. I'm over here living like fucking Andy Griffith. Yep. <laughs> Eating fucking coffee beans. <laughs> but well, I remember you had the probably the, the similar U.S. history book because we're only, like, four years apart. Yeah, the same one that when you opened it, it was literally a horror novel. Yeah, like, I remember when we had like the portrait, like the the, the portrait of the Boston Massacre, and it's just like seven dudes lined up, firing into a crowd. Yeah, I I remember when we used to get requests from teachers to do projects, and when we made it like that, the bloodier the better. Yeah, and they never said a word. I as remember someone, that as someone who took a lot of art classes along with vocational classes. I was really good at drawing that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember we did one. It was a collage mm-hmm. of battles, and uh, I did it in a circle pattern, mm-hmm. but it's a circle pattern progression. So I started with the the Boston Massacre, uh, the opening salvo of Lexington and Concord, whatever was in the history book at the time, and then I just kept pulling images and images, mm-hmm. and I did it in a circle pattern up until uh, uh, was it that battle in South Carolina <laughs> where mm-hmm. uh, Cornwallis gives up. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's just a, that base being that uh, fort being blown to shit. Mm-hmm. That's where I ended it. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, I I can see both sides. I really can. I I can see where I can understand. There's some uh, brevity and tact that needs to be kind of done with that. But with this generation of kids, yeah, I can understand that. It's just funny to me. My my theory would be. I could see letting them draw the guns as long as they're not shooting at anyone. Yeah, I don't need like I don't need the final scene of the Patriot like no joke. <laughs> of him just stabbing a dude in the neck. Yeah. Like I don't need that, even though that's pretty fucking metal. Uh yeah. But see see here's the problem though. I also had the same kids that did the cannon. They got past me because they drew a cannon, and they came to me, can I draw a cannon? Yeah. And I said, 
Not a gun, technically. I they said, here's le- the deal. They left out the part where I could eviscerate a man with a cannon? Yeah, they, they, they left that out. I said, you can draw the cannon, but the cannon can't fire. They made the cannon fire, and not only did it fire, it shot a red coat, and his arms and his legs were laying somewhere, and he was covered in blood, and there were bones and everything, and I'm like, okay, now this is what you can't do. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I get a C, right? <laughs> That'd be my great one. Do I get a C? Yeah, I took points off for that, too, and they got mad at me. And I'm like, well, you, you didn't follow the directions. It's the same thing as if you didn't answer a problem on a math test. Yeah. Technically, you didn't follow the directions, so, you know, this is what you get. It is what it is. Yeah. But going into that, uh, after the Battle of Lexington Concord, is, you know, after the, you know, the ramp-up, mm-hmm. um, we start kind of drawing lines in the sand oh, yeah. with our fellow states. Uh the shittiest of our fellow states at the time, or colonies, Rhode Island, decided to be a holdout on signing the goddamn thing. Teeny little Rhode Island. They should have been assimilated to another state. Now, now. They're smaller than Iredell County. Did you know that? I didn't know they were smaller than Iredell County. Iredell County's pretty big, but mm-hmm. just saying. Yeah. The meek little land of Providence <laughs> could be part of fucking Vermont. Yeah. I do like the fact that back then, in your 13 colonies, there is no, like, north or south. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, like, 13 colonies. You know all th- 13? Mm-mm. Name them. I can name some. Maine. Yep. Connecticut, Vermont, Delaware, Rhode Island, New York, Pennsylvania, North, South Carolina, Georgia, Virginia. Florida. Florida counts? <laughs> Florida don't count. It was still part of Spain. I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. If Florida was still part of Spain. Probably. And weren't North and South Carolina still a thing? One whole thing? Mm, no. Uh, the British did that. Fun fact uh, about our home state, North and South Carolina. The Carolina was too big and spread all the way to the Pacific. Hmm. Think about that for a second. <laughs> when they drew the lines for North or South Carolina, we were one big state mm-hmm. that went all the way to the Pacific because no one said there was anything in between. We didn't know. The Spanish said some shit, but no one gave a fuck what they had to say. And the French said some shit, but the wilderness campaign fixed that. So, although there was a Tennessee. Tennessee would have been part of North Carolina or, South, or the Carolina. Just think of... What the Carolina Panthers would be like. Good. They'd be good. You know. Yeah. But I think they lost to the Saints recently, so I don't give a shit. <sighs> Our football talk on history we forgot. Gotta say it was a good day. Yes, yeah. I yeah. am a Saints fan. Come for me if you like. I don't care. Everybody gets one. <laughs> yes, we did. And we got that one. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Yep. Um, but anyway. Like, but anyway. But going into like how you're teaching the American Revolution, mm-hmm. are you doing it within like two weeks, one week? How how are you doing it? Like, how are you how are you tail ending the revolution? We we segued the end of the revolution into Unit Two, which was pretty much the revolution's over. And we're going into, okay, we have completely, we won our independence. Now, what are we going to do with it? To building the government Mm. and the War of 1812. Yeah, when we tried to invade Canada. Yeah. Yeah, so let's go into that real quick. Uh, America, United States, United Divided, uh, had some issues Mm -hmm. to deal with. there was the Whiskey Rebellion yep. here in North Carolina. There was the snuffing out of the state of Franklin uh, between the borders of North and South, uh, North, South, and Tennessee, uh, which was a bunch of basically all this was uh, Hicks who lived in the Appalachian Mountains who wanted their own state. Said no. Uh, quelled that shit. Yeah. Washington literally got on his high horse and came down there. Yeah, and that's an imposing figure, if you want to just think about that. Yeah. You thought you fought these British guys who were kind of malnourished coming off on boats, who were getting their shit rocked. Uh, and 
I, I want to go to this real quick, just real quick. Oh, I can talk about it all day. Go for uh, it. The German involvement with the yeah, British. The Hessians. The Hessian soldiers. <laughs> Sleepy Hollow, for those of you who don't I just know. <laughs> watch, I just watched that movie the other day. I love that movie so much. And he's just <laughs> ripping fucking heads. It's Christopher Walken ripping dudes' heads off. Yes. And like, he's good at it like, yes. he is just like if this guy was real i hope there's a story sharpened his teeth with the chisel lit mm-hmm. people on fire heads everywhere and he gets killed by these two little witches in a forest yeah what a fantastic movie yeah top 10 go to for october absolutely oh god i might watch it again today <laughs> christine ricci just all day beautiful johnny depp all day. <laughs> no, you like what you like. The stepmother, though. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Vixen from hell. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm thinking of just like that. I'm still thinking of Christopher Walken in the background of fire just killing motherfuckers left and right. It's just like, that's what I would have drew. <laughs> yeah. You said I couldn't draw a demon man <laughs> slaughtering people in the forests of New York. <laughs> Headless horseman. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking metal or shit. Yeah. That's a cryptid. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> there you go. But the Hessian involvement, the privateers basically from, mm-hmm. it's not Germany, it's Germania. Yeah. <laughs> quote unquote. Who are coming here as privateers to fight for whoever, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. Because mm-hmm. we still have the French who, who ally with us mm-hmm. to fight the British for obvious fucking reasons. Yeah. Money. Yeah. Money. And uh, they have some land that is going to need to be reallocated mm-hmm. from the british so yeah but but yeah i just think that's a fascinating story just like the weird privateers from central europe who are just over here just killing motherfuckers left and right yeah and then they decided to stay here one time yeah and they decided to stay here just like yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna plant some roots in uh pennsylvania and uh this little spot in north carolina mecklenburg that's what mm-hmm. i'm gonna call it that's where we get our name from mecklenburg Yep. A territory in Germania. Iredell's <laughs> named after a dude. He was a lawyer. May have killed a man. But I don't know if you know that. I did not. Yeah. Fucking Stone Cold Killer. <laughs> Bless his mess. Yeah. Uh, a lot of history is written by killers. I mean. Our Declaration of Independence is written by a killer. <laughs> uh, to quote Braveheart, history is written by those who've hanged heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Longshanks. Mm-hmm. What a name. How could he not have been a villain with a name like well, that? What's like the judge from uh, the time to kill Bartholomew Lynchwater the Fifth? Hanging Judge Harrison. Yeah, like, like that, that, if I'm writing a story about a villain, that's that. that I would give him the name of a villain, not yeah. like Eric Davis. You know, that's a stupid name. What's his name? Menelaus Papio Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> that's a villain's name. It is. Uh, it really is. But, like, some of the people, some of the notable figures of history, you have George Washington, mm-hmm. John Adams, mm-hmm. Thomas Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and up until that point, we have Hamilton, who was killed by Aaron Burr. Yeah. I don't know if you go about go over that in the clue. We do. We do. <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> this bitch decided to openly talk shit on Twitter about this motherfucker's wife. And you know what he did? He got shot in the stomach for it. Ironically... Now that you say that, one of the lessons that the kids love the most that I do is called a tweet from history. Yeah. Where they actually get to make tweets. Oh, that's fun. See, I would have loved that. See, we did that in uh, uh, in middle school history where we had to write letters on postcards that we drew. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, mine was a Jewish girl from Denmark who was going to get murdered. Mm-hmm. So I had to write that. <laughs> but that no, wasn't depressing. But no, tweets from history sounds so much fun. Uh, there were certain people you have to be. Oh, that's cool. Uh, it's cool. Uh, well, quick, uh, give me a, give me a name. Uh, Paul Revere. My dis Annabelle. <laughs> Saddle the horses and gather my gun, so I could ride again this night against the British. You up? <laughs> <laughs> you up? <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Tweets from history. It's just late night sex texts. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, the the different ones that the kids did were really cool because um, they were all supposed to be individual grades, but some of them that were friends would make chains back and forth. Mm. 
like uh, uh, George Washington was talking junk to King George. Yeah. And it was back and forth tweet replies to each other. My brother in Christ, what is your problem? <laughs> you. Stop texting me, bro. <laughs> Wrong. New phone. Who dis? Oh, God. That, that, that's the perfect example of the Civil War. Yep. <laughs> New phone. Who dis? You know exactly who this is, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But uh, War of 1812. Yeah. The most misunderstood backwards patriotic oh, war of God. history. The only fun Ugh. facts I know about, the, the fun facts of this is the United States wanted to invade Canada. Just for a minute. Just for a minute. Want to sit, land some territory. Uh, what people forget is all the way to Vancouver. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, that's how we, much the land. We there. took a walk. Yeah, we took a stroll. Yeah. Um, it was kind of a kerfuffle. Just a little. All under, Britain, though, really ramped the fuck up on this one. Uh, yeah, And got did. here quick, fast, in a hurry. Uh, because <laughs> the French had something happen. A little revolution. Yeah, they were dealing with a a little guy who had an attitude. Yeah. But they had just started chopping people's heads off not long before that. Yeah. Yeah, left it fucking right. Um, There may have been some blood in the gutters, I'm just saying. (laughs) Guillotines. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Not the wrestling movie either. (laughs) But, uh... So, this is also the construction of the White House is done. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's already been done by the time uh, John Adams. John Adams is the second president. It's built during that time. Yeah. But James Madison is like, we need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, they're burning everything. Uh, so he left. And one of the coolest people in history, his fucking wife, yep. who was a baller back mm-hmm. in the day, uh, and a party animal. Oh, yeah. Dolly was tough. Yeah. Uh, and not just Dolly Parton either. Oh, uh, yeah. But no, Dolly Dolly's Madison. Saint. Dolly Madison was tough. Dolly Madison <laughs> saved so much stuff from the White House, including not only the the only portrait of George Washington at the time, but all the correspondence of you know to generals, plans laid out, and everything. And it comes into a kind of like a tenuous mess by the end of it, mm-hmm. by the end of the war, where Britain's like, done. It's done. Here's the lines in the ground. It's over. Yeah. And we agreed. Yep. Because a new campaign has already started. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those campaigns is the Wilderness Campaign to Electric Boogaloo. Yep. Uh, where after Louisiana Purchase, which legality-wise is up in the air. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they send Lewis and Clark out. Y'all ever talk about that during that time, or do you do you wait to the Western expansion? We we talk about it, but before we have to talk about the evil that is Andrew Jackson and his one shining moment in the War of eighteen twelve, which is the Battle of New Orleans. I think that's evil. Uh, like no, I said that's his one shining moment. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. It's very much. It's his only shining moment, and the that uh, is some. Uh, this guy, he almost beat to death on the White House lawn. <laughs> but I'll get to that. Well, the when that was one of the things that messed up the kids, because in the notes, the War of 1812 has already been resolved with the Treaty of Ghent. And then two weeks later, we're fighting the Battle of New Orleans. So the kids are like, wait a minute, we've got a peace treaty. Well, you see, the post office hadn't delivered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the way. The post office didn't deliver that day. <laughs> yeah, the kids are like, Wait a minute, how come we're having a fight if the peace treaty's already been signed? I said, yeah, peace treaty got signed in Belgium. Yeah. Peace treaty, Schmill treaty. Word hadn't reached New Orleans yet about this peace treaty that's happened. I said, so, meanwhile, New Orleans is being burnt to the ground. And the British are still down there fighting about it. And Jackson's down there. And he's like, okay, look, I'm going to do the best I can with what I got. And I'm not happy about this situation. So we're going to fight a little and back up a little and fight think, a little. And I back think up Jackson's little. exact words I summon the fires of hell to murder my enemies. <laughs> and he probably could have. He did. He's a ghost of a man. Have you seen his face? People have died looking at that man's face. I hate to look at him. He's the scum of the earth. Oh, he's. He, Morally, I amb- said it. Morally ambiguous for me, but <laughs> you I say, do what you have to do. I say scum of the earth, and I mean it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, 
I partially agree. They, before we got to this unit, the kids are like, who's your favorite president? Not Jackson. <laughs> I said, JFK. They said, who's the president you hate the most? I said, Jackson. Just no, no pause, no, no, no thinking, no contemplation, no, no, Jackson. And they go, why? I said, wait till we get to unit two. Yeah. I don't And unit a, three. <laughs> I don't think I have a, I most hated, I've never really thought about the most hated president in my mind. Mine's for the Trail of Tears. Yeah, that's, that's not great. Uh, but, you know, I can't think of the, like, for me, like one I would hate, like, like genuinely hate. Maybe Buchanan, but you know he, he had a pop collar and had like a quaff and shit. He, he, he looked good, <laughs> and he was the only guy that didn't have a wife, so he was fucking around all the time. He's the fifteenth president, right before Abraham Lincoln. He's the one that said, "Let slavery go, whatever the fuck way. I don't give a shit." And then Lincoln gets in and it's just like, "You left me with a goddamn mess." <laughs> and Buchanan's like smoking a stogie, like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I've got bitches. <laughs> As, as a, a teacher once said, hoes in different area codes. I, I didn't say the whole thing, but I alluded to it. I, I, I took a time travel. I know what she said. I alluded to it. Not if you look at James Buchanan, he does look like a suave motherfucker. But he's also very sad all the time because he's just like, I hate this goddamn job. <laughs> that is not the job for a single man. <laughs> he's, uh, he's actually rated the worst president of all time. Really? Yeah. Gain over you know accomplishments and stuff. He's considered the worst one because he caused the Civil War. You'll learn that in school. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, so probably in like, a couple of weeks, we'll get there. Yeah, with the War of 1812, it is the tail end of the revolution, period. Like yeah. that, that is the end of our disagreements, kind of, with Britain yeah. to a point. Because afterward, it's just ally after ally. Mm-hmm. Uh, another great story is John Adams going to Britain to speak to King George in mm-hmm. person. And King George kind of reluctantly, but does it, give his blessing that the United States becomes an ally in the New World uh, for future progress, Mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of a veiled uh, either a threat or a a hand of peace when it comes to what comes later on in Central America. Yeah. Southern North America and South America. So like that... I think is a big, big get because the Spanish aren't really doing well in Central America at that time. Yeah. And it's time to get some shit. Um, yeah, you mentioned Lewis and Clark. We talk about them a lot when we get to Manifest Destiny. What a word. Oh, God. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Manifest Destiny. What's that? <sighs> I, hate, I hate the painting I have to show them with the angel. Oh, yeah. It's creepy to me. It's creepy that a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, feathered creature is just like, this is all yours now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Meanwhile, Native Americans are like, uh, wait a minute. What the fuck is that? <laughs> wait a minute. You're the ones that ran us over here, and now you're telling us we got to leave again? Well, uh, going into like you know, some of some you know, close-to-home stuff, uh, North Carolina had uh, contributed more troops than any other colony at the time mm-hmm. uh, and did again in Civil War. Yep. And World War One, and World War Two. Mm-hmm. North Carolina is really good at sending people to kill other motherfuckers. Yep. We also played a part in the Trail of Tears. Yes, with the Cherokee yes. and the Lumpy. And yes. Which uh, fun fact about the Lumpy Indians? They weren't quite as driven off as the Cherokee. Uh, the Lumpy did have a very large swath of it. It wasn't called reservations then. Mm-hmm. But a, a little a little corner of the of North Carolina was theirs. Yeah. It was respected enough not to fuck with it too much. Uh, a lot of their descendants are around today, the Lumbee Indians. Um, we never really learned about them in school. I learned about them later on in life. Mm-hmm. Um, did y'all ever learn about them? Later on. Later on. College. College. Ah, the liberal arts. Uh, <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. Um, but no, the Cherokee, uh, and, that's, and that's kind of a vague kind of, kind of thing because before that you had the Indians at the Catawba Valley Yakin River Basin mm-hmm. uh, you had the native, the first Native Americans during the time of Roanoke North Carolina who mm-hmm. may or not slaughtered a whole sediment maybe I don't know 
It's still a fucking mystery. Mm-hmm. I still subscribe to the Stephen King that demon came and killed them all. <laughs> I like that story. I say illness. Illness? Really? Uh, the only reason I don't say illness is because they found uh, blue-eyed uh, Native Americans in Virginia. Not far later. But that's speculation. I wasn't there. I wasn't stupid fucking Elizabeth I to go back and ask questions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You can learn more about that on Villains in History. <laughs> hey! hey. Uh, shameless, shameless plug. <laughs> shameless plug. Shameless plug. Uh, but with this one, where do you... You said you got it in units. So mm-hmm. unit one, what is your unit one? Unit one is uh, Introduction and American Revolution. Okay. How many units can you get in like a semester? Or like the goal? What's your goal? My goal is to get us at least through World War Two. Okay. So how many units is that? Like three, four, or five? I have us planned through unit nine, which is for the ex- nine weeks, which is extremely, extremely not going to happen. But yeah. seven or eight is probably going to be. What's your ninth one? Ninth is uh, the year two thousand. <laughs> the nineties. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Fantastic. Bill I do miss the nineties sometimes. Bill Clinton, internet bubbles. Uh, Slovakia, uh, 911. I don't think you'll make it a 911. I don't think so. Nah. We barely made it through. We made it through. Yeah, dog Coyote, did not like that. Coyote doesn't think we're going to make it to 911 either. Yeah, but we barely made it through World War Two last time. Yeah, we made it through World War Two, and then we made it through. The end of World War II. Did you make it to... Uh, you didn't make it to Korea, did you? No. We made it to the end of World War II and like Victory Day and all that kind of thing. So we had ended World War II and the whole world was at peace when class ended last semester. We made it to Vietnam in high school. I don't know how far you made it, but uh, we made it to Vietnam. Uh, and right by the tail end, uh, the last week... Because it's my senior year, uh, the last two weeks was uh, test prep mm-hmm. and watching movies in class because you could still yeah. do that back then. Um, Bless you. Sorry. The way we do testing, because and this kills me, U.S. history is not an EOC test. Really? It's not a state-required exam. God, ours was. Yeah, I remember when ours was, too. It's not a state exam. So you have a test that the teacher makes. What I normally do is I either give them a teacher-made test or they do a project. So the last couple weeks are planning for whatever, however we're going to end the unit with test or a project. That's odd. Like I, I remember that being like, you will not graduate high school if you fail the EOC in U.S. history. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. What? Fuck you. Because I had, like, here's the fucked up thing. I, uh, you remember, uh, they use a credit system, right? You yeah. get one credit per class. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's uh, 32 credits mm-hmm. by the end of the year. Yep. Uh, did you have all 32 credits when you graduated? I did. Actually, I had over. Oh, yeah, you had extra credits. Yep. Uh, I had the 32 uh, because I couldn't graduate early. Because where my name fell on the roster mm-hmm. when you have first pick. Oh, so fucking mad because the guy next to me, Jesse Millsaps, mm-hmm. graduated early. He didn't even show up to fucking graduation. He just came and got his, he just came to homeroom and grabbed his shit and left. Oh, I was envious of that motherfucker because that's a whole 18 weeks, or was it nine weeks? Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm out, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I, uh, I actually. The last semester, I had two classes at school, and then I had two classes at Mitchell. Yeah, he had already graduated. He was already started working and shit. I was just like, man, I could have fucking got to jump on this shit, you know, because gas is four dollars a gallon, yeah. <laughs> and I was driving a truck to school. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, like, I'm kind of glad they're still they still have it at least. Fuck, at least they're not telling you to teach the other side of the book or the other side of the war you know what i'm saying you know i don't know if that have have you ever come up with any controversial things that you don't agree with or anything that you think needs to be tweaked a little more my problem right now 
and I'm being very, 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 very careful because right now I'm getting ready to go into the Civil War, mm-hmm. and we're covering slavery right now. Okay. So I am. Are your are your strings kind of tight on that, or no? I'm just making sure I'm very precise with my language. Mm. That's just me covering myself. No one said a word. The kids are kids are great. I'm just for my own safety. I'm covering my own ass, and. One of the things that the kids looked at me like out of the corner of their eye when we were taking notes is the argument that I've heard so many times is that the Civil War started over states' rights. The, and that's the other side of the argument. The proper side of the argument is that slavery. <laughs> So, every time I hear that argument, my argument is, states' right to do what? Yeah. Uh, have slaves. Because <laughs> the, they won't continue that argument. Well, you see, Miss Phillips, mm-hmm. you know, the War of Northern Aggression mm-hmm. started with the opening salvo in South Carolina by... Uh, by us, but like, uh, let me let me explain. Let me mm-hmm. explain. It's just the backpedaling. I'm just like, you yeah. don't understand. We had to destroy Fort Sumter. Like, yeah, god damn it. There, there. In our notes that I gave out yes yesterday, there was a map. I did not make these notes. There was a map, which I was glad for. This map one was showing the percentage of individuals that lived in the South by person next map was slaves by percentage because at that time they were not seen as human because it was the three-fifths compromise yeah and one of my students and they said this without knowing they didn't think about what they said right before they said it and they said wow there's really nobody north of virginia yeah and i'm thinking that's because the north had abolished slavery by this time some well, by the time of the map. Yes, yes, some of them did. And I'm thinking, do we be comedy right now or do we be serious? And then I went, okay, we'll do both. So I'm going to pull a Chris card. So I actually careful. I actually did this in class. I walked over and I went, <clears throat> and they all turned to look at me. I said, now, children. <laughs> and they all looked at me because I don't. I say the whole word like this when I talk in class. Well, as you should. Yep. I said, now, children, see right about here on this here map is the Mason-Dixon line. And there ain't going to be nothing any higher than that. Because this right here is the Mason-Dixon line. And the, those should have had like a Mountain Dew bottle in your hand. And just like spit in it. Oh God, those the kids, whole fucking time. The kids went down. That they just busted out laughing. And just like pulled a little can out your pocket. Pull yourself a dip. <laughs> yep. The kids just died laughing. And I said, I know I have a twang anyway. I said, but that's the most exaggerated I can make it. Now there's subtlety to the twang, mm-hmm. especially like uh, the dialects from like Georgia to Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, like here where it's a little bit more cotillion and then you got people that can't say their r's and want to get their ass kicked like lindsey graham jimmy carter <laughs> give me caddy i've been told that the only time you hear it out of me is the angrier i get the more the more it shows up yeah uh, i could change it i could drop it a little bit here and there catch myself my sister though you've heard her talk i have jesus <laughs> <laughs> the first time i heard her talk when you were in the room i looked at you like Y'all are related? Nope. I, we, we, we grew up on different parts of the country. <laughs> it does sound that way sometimes. She, she gets on me too. She's like, why don't you talk like this? Because I go. And I'm like, she's like, I did too. I'm like, no, 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 no. School showed up. <laughs> <laughs> he said it. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't you, hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> I know everybody's got a weird fucking accent every now and then, but goddamn, Jesus Christ! Like, some of, I think what the funny thing about the accent is is it feigns ignorance. 
a little bit. Everybody thinks so. If you think if you hear someone uh, with a posh British accent, you know it's very uh, gentlemanly, very uh, stoic a little bit. If you hear someone with a like a Boston accent. Hey, you want to get you know, go down the rippers? Like my car's just got fixed. It's just like yeah, fucking ignorant piece of shit. <laughs> well, I mean, and and anybody and here's another problem. Anybody that thinks I'm gonna I'm about to quote Jeff Foxworthy is is getting ready to not pay attention to anything I say because they're th- gonna think that anything I'm about to quote is stupid. But he had a point. He said, if your brain surgeon walks around the corner to tell you what they're gonna do and says, "All right, so what we're about to do is cut your head open, and then we're gonna say this, we're gonna look at this right here," you're automatically gonna assume that anything they say is wrong, when it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't, but it helps. Yeah, a lot of colloquialisms in professional yeah, world is, is is very needed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like, guys, guys, that's our back to school. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let it go there. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, no, we're good. Uh, our southern accents and whatnot, because uh, we'll be coming back to this uh, to join you again on your next unit um, and kind of delve into the next little part of American history and kind of fill in the gaps between 1812 and 1863. <laughs> ah, the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. And the men who built America. And the women who actually built it and had to hold them up while they did. Yeah. Hey, behind every great man is a woman with a knife in his back saying, I need more shit. Or a woman shaking her head going, oh, God, you idiot. Elizabeth. <laughs> it's always a woman named Elizabeth. Nine times, all- nine times out of ten it is. It is. It's just like, I get it. I get it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, damn, it was the one time. What the fuck? I, it was your cousin. It's fine. It's just... <laughs> You've been listening to the Something Good Network. If you liked what you heard, you can follow us on Instagram and check out the other great shows on the network. Link is in the episode description.